the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's longest running financial shows. Uh, and our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And typically, how we suggest you do that is is through your 401k plan, putting away as much as possible. Uh, typically, 10% plus a 3% company match gives you 13%. Most of the research out there shows that that'll be a good number for retirement. And and And, and so... It's it's important to start now, and if you're not at that level, uh, particularly in these very uncertain times, it, it's time to get there. Uh, we we suggest most people do do it through their 401k plans. Uh, I, I just I, I came across a story on, on the 401k plan. The basically the 401k plan is only about 36 years old, which is really surprising. 35, 36 years old. And and one of the, the the people that really got this started was was a guy named uh, his name was uh, was uh, Benna and, and what he did is is he he came up uh, Ted Benna he came up he he was a uh, in the business of retirement plans and any any he, he noticed something uh, in the tax code provision uh, uh, it was uh, it was for, it was IRS four hundred one k rule. It was actually that that that, that was simply the the uh, the line and the rule number, and and it was really designed to 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 force people to try to help the American people save money, <laughs> and and so you could so you could uh, so if you put away the, the the boss could only put away a certain amount of money, but he had to also put away some for his employees as well, and they actually had to figure out how to go about doing it because originally they thought the the, the 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 thinking was is well people you'll pay them less and so you'll take a ten percent pay cut instead we'll put a ten percent into your into your four one k plan or a five it was really five percent is what they were probably thinking about at the time uh, and then and then they and then they sort of came up with the idea of look uh, one of the things that that uh, that happened was is they had to kind of he he actually had to sit down and meet with meet with the uh, the IRS people to to kind of go over. Uh, whether this could could work or not and 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 then the, the the one of the big problems they had is is they needed the IRS's blessing to to reduce employee wages in order to put money into de- tax deferred accounts they 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 were actually uh, initially dubbed salary reduction plans uh the and as a matter of fact, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal from 1982. If if you have to take a pay cut, don't panic. And uh, why take a pay cut to shelter your income to sock away more than an IRA? It, 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 and so, that, I mean, this this was actually unique. It could be and and so what they, they instead they decided versus the pay cut, it was it was it was you were saving the money through a company based savings plan. And and this is how really. At the time, this was such a, a unique op- opportunity. Now, let's let's fast forward it today. 
And there's roughly 50 million people in plans and uh, over $3 trillion worth of assets. And as we've talked about on this show, the 401k plan is the biggest wealth generating vehicle that the United States has ever come up with. And, and it's particularly important in, in the world today where really things are so incredibly uncertain. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Uh, it, it, it really is. Uh, we have government that's running up massive $500 billion a year deficits for the last eight years. We have a uh, question. Uh, we haven't re- redone entitlements in 30 years. And now these things are starting to blow up out there. And more and more people are wanting entitlements, which means that the entitlements are there. The Social Security is going to last less. And so it's important to also have an alternative savings plan in place. And and so, uh, th- and this is I mean <laughs> this is one of the really exciting things. Some some of the numbers for different savings levels. If if you look at uh, most people, they tend to be saving. If you include the thing, about ten percent on an average. People on over two hundred fifty thousand are are saving fourteen percent. But but the tougher the people that really have the tougher time are really the twenty five to forty nine thousand. But but on the average, people in plans are saving quite a bit of money, and uh, and so this is something that that's really started that has just been a tremendous tremendous success story. I, I don't know of any more consistent success story to building up big time wealth than four hundred one k plans. So something to think about. And if you're not saving the ten percent plus the company match. Uh, now's the time to boost it up. I mean, now is the time you really have to sit there and, and put together that program and increase it and understand. At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have people come in all the time. They're retiring. They're changing jobs, uh, different things. They're consolidating their IRAs or, or they're rolling over their 401k to us. And, and we take a look at their plans to see how they are, retirement plan for retirement. And sometimes we just have to tell people you have to save more uh you have to wake work a little longer, but if you're in your fifties and you're behind, you really want to start ramping up that savings. And th- and this is the really important thing. Uh, I I really think it's becoming increasingly difficult to count on the government. I mean, there's so many demands on the government that that they can't uh, fulfill them over time, and and it's going to be harder and harder. And so it's important to save in that plan. Now, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy here in the Max Out Savings Show. We'll try to get your questions answered. The, uh, you know, we 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 really uh, have quite a bit to talk about here on the show uh, today. Uh, you know, our outlook for for some of the things. I, I wanted to just really kind of cover where we stand. Our 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 thinking at the at the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, we 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 tend to look at the world and try to determine where things are going and, and what are the dangers to your savings and to your retirement. And, and and we were able to do this back in 2007. We wrote in our Max Out Savings Report how the financial system was in trouble. There was a huge housing bubble. And we wrote that there was going to be a failure of a Wall Street firm. And uh, it was, and we laid out the case that the problem was going to come in in the balance sheet. Very, very controversial at the time, and we were right. And so we try to come up with these different ideas. And so, in in the world today, I think we're starting to drift more to that level. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And let's take a call from Tom. Hello, Tom. How hey. are you doing? Hey, Ted. You know, you bring up the importance of the four hundred one k. Uh, as a small business owner, it, it's really important to have a, an outside savings account, too, because, you know, like you brought up, that uh, it's a way to get uh, business owners to get it, get some money in the retirement funds of the uh, employees. But not all employees want to participate, and uh, that can put a burden back on the owner. And uh, even for employees that have left, if uh, there's not a great enough participation, you have to uh, pay out uh, equaling funds uh, to uh, make up for the uh, non-participation in the 401k plan. So an IRA uh, through a good uh, advisor is also very important, too, to uh, having your savings plan. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that, that the hardest thing is is, is for uh, independent businessmen with, with savings plans, and, and this gets real tough. Uh, overall, the the IRA is a good beneficiary. The problem with the IRA, you can only put a certain amount in in it, 
and uh, fifty five hundred dollars or sixty five if you're over fifty. But but it is a help and and, and it's important. To, I, it, I think personally it's harder for uh, small business people to sit there and save money simply because of that. Uh, because it is very hard to get the employees. It, and, and it's very frustrating and hard because there's a certain percentage of people that just won't put that much money away in their plans. And uh, the, the best way to do that is is to have an automatic uh, it, automatic requirement. If, you, if you're in the company plan, they have to take out 1% or something. So, so there's sort of a minimum. And the other one is use, you automatically sign up everybody for the plan. But, but good, good points, Tom. Thanks for the call. The... the uh, uh, the, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the really difficult things is with with small company plans because it's hard to get the employees to participate, and then if you, they don't participate, it's harder for the owners to save money, it, and you really it, it, it's it's really difficult. And 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 those people tend to be, if you go to an Exxon, for example, uh, most people are in the company plan. They all know to save a bunch of money. They're all saving about thirteen percent, plus they get a company match, and, and they all retire with a million or two million dollars in their plan. In a smaller, smaller companies, it's it's much much more difficult. At a big company like that, you, you're working with people in their fifties and sixties, and in their fifties, and they're telling you, "Hey, look, you know, I started out, I was where you. I'm now worth a fortune. This is what you need to do." And everybody kind of goes along with it. It is exceptionally hard in co- in small company plans to get people to do that. Uh, and really, your alternative is is to sit there. Do the put together the plan. If you can't save as much money as you would like, because there are limitations in four hundred one k plans for small businesses, what you can do is is you can you can open up an IRA. Uh, you could also do a Roth IRA as well, but you don't get the get the tax deduction. So you can do the Roth IRA and the IRA, and that lets you put away a good amount of money. Of course, then you've got to also deal with the the limitations on the on the on the Roth IRA some of the the salary limitations but i think it, and 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 tom brought up a really good point the toughest place for people to save money is small businesses i think uh so and so people so if you have a 401k plan realize the opportunity you have in that plan to sit there and build up wealth and take advantage of it it does not take a rocket scientist uh, very, very rarely. The only time I've seen people just get super wealthy on, on uh, because they were geniuses in 401k plans tend to be if they put some company stock in it or someone like Romney. Or uh, Typically, we see average people coming in with a million, two million dollars that just put together a solid conservative plan and invested it that way. Hence, our motto, save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. Uh, good call. And if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, the, you know, we, we, our, our, our Max Out Savings Report, which we send out, we send this out about once once a month. We have all t- everything from common 401k mistakes to uh, what's happening in the world, uh, to some politics, to how to save money, to uh, in 2007, we we warned about the coming financial collapse. And, and very, uh, virtually nobody was warning about that at that time. And we did. And, and we, we bring some of these things to the table. We really believe at Max Health Savings Advisors about managing risk, uh, risk management. And I, and I think in the world today, I think we're dealing with a very uncertain world. And, and we're eight years from a financial crisis. And the, the closest time to this is really the, the Depression. I, there, without a doubt, you go back and study the Depression as we've done and look at it today. You realize in the 30s, they actually put in minimum wage laws and people lost jobs and they had, and they had to mechanical mechanize a lot of jobs because they couldn't afford – to pay people such low wages. But out of that came an economic boom in the 40s, 50s, and 60s that lasted 30 years. And and, and they had debt problems then. What is really fundamentally different from the 30s and really very concerning to us that to, to today is in the 30s, they repudiated a lot of debt and debt levels plunged. And the frightening thing in the world today is Debt levels have skyrocketed in the last eight years. And, and the Fed was partially responsible for this because they didn't want anybody to go under. Everybody got bailed out. And, and what we what we developed, developed is a culture of debt that is very dangerous. And, and, and so the 30s, 
they were able to instead they put in a lot of fiscal spending they did a lot of massive amounts of infrastructure spending everything from a highway system to bridges to courthouses all over the united states to dams they fundamentally changed the united states because of it we didn't do that this time we relied on federal reserve monetarism and it's been a massive mistake now we're going to talk about that and where are things going and what our view is right after this quick break right here on the max out savings show The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. I used to love wearing dresses and shorts. Then I started getting spider veins and even worse, those embarrassing, bulging, varicose veins. For a while, I covered up my legs, but then I discovered Vein Clinics of America. Vein Clinics of America is the oldest, largest, most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. And for 35 years, they've been the leading expert in the treatment of vein disease. Using state-of-the-art laser and minimally invasive treatments, they can begin restoring the natural beauty of your legs in as little as an hour with no downtime. And most treatments are covered by your insurance. My legs look great and feel great. I even love wearing dresses and shorts again. Make sure your legs look and feel their best for spring. Call now and schedule a free fast-track consultation to find out how you can finally get rid of those embarrassing varicose and spider veins. Space is limited, so call 800-908-0217. That's 800-908-0217. 800-908-0217. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. FN handguns bear the DNA of legends of John Browning, the father of modern firearms, of the artisans and craftsmen who brought his genius to life, of the brave souls who defended our freedom on the front lines for the last hundred years, and the brave souls who defend it on the home front today. FN handguns, the DNA of legends in the palm of your hand. Ask for FN the world's most battle-proven firearms. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. Make sure to be tuning in this weekend for three solid hours when I fill your prescription for freedom and give you the hardest-hitting talk and the truth about your right to keep and bear arms that the mainstream media wouldn't dare discuss with you. That's right, Armed American Radio, this weekend, right here on AM 1070, The Answer. Armed American Radio, now on Saturday night at 9 and Sunday night at midnight on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, you know, we were just talking about what we've written about in the Max Out Savings Report. By the way, this is a free report. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free newsletter. We don't call you. We don't bother you. Uh, we, we've got thousands of people on this list. We, we write about all types of interesting things, and, and, and you should go get a free copy. And it's it's monthly. So uh, the uh, – one of the things we've been writing about is China. We've written a lot about China. We've really tried to highlight the debt levels in China. And we really tried to point out where where the world is regarding debt. And, and, and we, we actually had a caller last week. He, he was pointing out the problems in China. And he said, China has got like $17 trillion of debt. I said, no, it's about $27 trillion worth of debt. Well, I just got a new a new statistic coming in. It's approaching $30 trillion worth of debt in China. And and this is this this is something I, I got out of a, a Telegraph article. China's debt is approaching thirty trillion dollars because it's it's hard it's hard to get information out of China. You've got to dig through IMF reports. You've got to uh, BIS reports to try to understand what's really going on there. But China's debt is approaching thirty trillion dollars. Uh, the fresh credit alone generated from 2007 is greater than the outstanding balance we've been saying to the United States and Japan. This this new uh, this article says 
the, the listen to this the the the, fr- the fresh credit created since 2007 in China on outstanding liabilities is greater than the outstanding liabilities of the United States Japan Germany and the Indian commer- commercial banking systems combined okay that is that's not saying the total credit in China is bigger than all those. It's saying the new credit created since 2007 is bigger than the United States, Japan, Europe, India. Oh, I'm sorry, Germany. Uh, United States, Japan, Germany, and India. Uh, they got they left out the UK and France and some of the other parts. But we're talking about enormous, enormous amounts of debt. It and it's over thirty trillion dollars. They're up to twenty percent could require restructuring. And 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 this is this is the problem. And I want to, something else I want to point out here too is is the 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 debt levels on this. I want to say this growth is has been about one hundred and fifty. Have racked up one hundred and fifteen percent of GDP. The state owned entities alone have racked up one hundred and fifteen percent of. GDP. And, and what he says is, to put this matter in context, the leverage rose roughly 50 basis points of GDP in Japan before the Nikkei bubble burst in 1990. In Korea in 98, we all remember Korea and Thailand, uh, it, it, uh, and the uh, before the bubble burst, or in Korea, or the United States before the subprime debacle. It, and uh, this gauge is almost a mechanical indicator of future credit crisis. Their debt levels is, is up 100 to 140%. When we had problems in the United States, the subprime had jumped 50% of GDP. The East Asia, the, 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 that was the emerging market crisis. It was 50% jump. And in Japan, in, in, in the credit bubble in 1990, remember when the, when the grounds of the Tokyo uh, of the Japanese emperor's little facility, his palace, the land under it was worth more than all of the land in California. And, and, and so China is twice as big, and, and this thing is going to implode. Now, we talked about a story. We've been talking about a story here recently that came out of China where where the where uh it 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 was written by an uh, by an unknown uh official leader in uh, official uh spokesman it wasn't an official spokesman but unnamed spokesman in China uh and they think it might have been the president or one of his close people it 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 commands China to break its addiction to credit and take its punishment before things spin out of control this mean and, and this means you're going to have to have bankruptcies in in other types of things and uh, the this is a danger to the whole financial system. In China, China is in big trouble. China racked up a trillion dollars worth of debt in the first quarter, which is just absurd. And, and, and they're desperately trying to hold on. And even the numbers aren't that good. That led to a jump up in commodity prices, and then then it's pulled back. The crisis is work is worsening over there, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. It it, it and so. And we've written about the Chinese. They're trying not to depreciate their currency. Here's the problem. The Chinese have got two massive problems, three massive problems. One of them is 20, 29 to $30 trillion worth of debt, a debt situation that's spiraled out of control in China. Number two, they need, they have, the economy is slowing down. Factories are running, are running at, at, uh, way under capacity, they're having to lay off workers. They're heavily in debt, and they've been borrowing. And they've been borrowing. Uh, they, they have a funny way of borrowing. They won't say they're borrowing in the uh, for, on the land, but the company instead will borrow the money. And so it's it's hidden. You really got to dig this down to get this levels of debt. But they ha- clearly have a crisis over there. They're having to lay off workers. China is desperate to try to get workers. Well. Their factories are running at at well under capacity. In some cases, fifty, sixty percent of capacity. They're in trouble. They're laying people off. They don't have jobs, and 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 they have to cut their currency down to try to uh, to try to to get the economy going. If you look, if you look at, at, at Europe and you look at Japan, they both cut 
have, have tried to depreciate their dollar since 2011 to jumpstart their economies. It hasn't worked. This is the currency wars we've been talking about. Now China's got to do that. Here's the other big problem in China. You're some rich Chinese guy. You're worth three or four million, five million dollars, right? You're sitting there looking at this, and you're going, hmm, things aren't working out real well over here. There's a war on wealth. Uh, people are being arrested for corruption charges all the time and thrown in jail. Uh, they're, they're talking about going back to communism. You remember back in the 1960s when they had something called the Cultural Revolution where they put the, the, the city people to work back on farms. Millions of people died. They remember that. Whereas in our case, we go back to the 60s in the United States and go, oh, wow, they had they had anti-war protests. Remember those? They were throwing tear gas around and, what was it, six people died in uh, in, in Kent State. A millions of people died in China. P- families were torn apart. These people remember that. They're like, hmm, maybe I better hedge my bets. They're trying to get money out of China. There, there's a, a new uh, – there's a div- – Every the Chinese are trying to get their money out of China. So what are they doing? They're sending their schools, their kids to schools in the U.S. And then of course the child needs a place to live, so they buy a two or three million dollar house. So little uh, little uh, Jin or whoever their name is has has a spot, has a house to live in over there. Well, it's worth two or three million bucks, and the kids staying at the house. But really, if it all comes apart in China, they jump on a boat and hopefully make it out of the country and at least have a house to live in in another country. You're seeing a big, huge development going down 288 in Houston on the on Beltway 8, putting in massive development. They're, they're also funding that by people investing a million dollars or half a million dollars to get visas and to get uh, uh, to to stay in citizenships to stay in the United States because they want to have an escape route. So mil- billions of dollars of money is coming out of China because they know if they get if they get caught in some safety net in some type of corruption sweep or net, they're they're going to lose everything they have. So they have so this is putting massive and, and stick with me for just a second. This is putting massive cr- pressure on the currency, and so they're trying to keep it up. Now a couple things have happened. In August, the Chinese depreciated their currency. Since then, and that, and that caused the market to plunge, and the stock market went down 10 or 15, 10%, and then it shot back up. And then they had a G8 meeting, which we talked about, that, that, that what they instead decided to do in February was, look, let's take the dollar lower, that, and the Chinese yuan's tied to the dollar. That way it forces, it goes up against, the, the, it the Chinese currency depreciates against the Chi- the Japanese yen and the European euro, and we can better compete with those. Uh, but the problem is, is you have you're having a currency war, and everyone is trying to sit there and and uh, and try to get their economy going in jobs to build up jobs. Look, a couple things. Massive amounts of money are coming out of China. China's getting very nervous now. They're frightened. They're backed into a corner. They have a massive debt problem. Inner the United States of America and Donald Trump. Donald Trump goes, we've been getting bad deals. We've been getting screwed by these Chinese for long enough. And in fairness to Donald, the 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 uh, trade deficits to, to uh, China have been running about $350 billion a year for the last decade. Uh, if, if it would not be for the United States trade deficits of China, there is no way on planet Earth China would have been able to modernize like they have. They singularly owe it from us. Never mind that they stole massive amounts of American technology, outright stole it, and everybody knows it, to get where they are. Now, since we have not done the job to protect the American citizens for the last 20 years in the United States with these trade deals— we have a situation that trade is spun out of control, and now we're trying to control it when the guys that we're going up against are backed into a corner. That is not a good situation. The, China is going to have to do something with Donald Trump. They're going to have to make some type of statement. Now, the Chinese typically nuance everything very delicately, but I suspect they're going to try to do something to, to let everybody know that they're pretty serious about this. And this, I think, is going to cause cause problems in the markets. And this is what you've got to be so careful about. We live in a very dangerous world today. We live in a very uncertain world today. And you have to understand that with your investments. And you've got to try to navigate through these exceptionally difficult times. And and it's not just me saying this. The top investors in the world are all saying this. The big money people are very cautious. I was reading something, I think, in Barron's uh, 
One group, they manage uh, money for families in excess of $800 million. And and the comment was, look, our people, we're not they're not worried about the markets. They don't think the market's going to crash or anything. And then two sentences later, the guy is talking about how his clients want low volatility income and safety. I'm like, well, where? And so it's so this is important. What you're hearing for these these guys on Wall Street is, is there nobody's concerned? That's not. No, the big money is very cautious. The big money wants to keep their money. The big money has big money and they don't want to lose the big money. And they they are probably the most cautious and the most concerned about the way the world is going today. And so you get these these people on Wall Street, they're managing all this money, and so they're going to come and tell you that nobody's concerned. But the big money is concerned. That's why treasuries are going up. That's why gold's going up. That's why utilities are going up. These are telegraphing in short-term bonds. These are telegraphing concern, uncertainty, and understanding that things aren't going well in the world today. And put on... Uh, Put that on top of a presidential election that nobody, I mean, it's one of the most un, unfathomable elections out there. Look, I think Donald Trump's going to win. I think he's going to win big, personally. But I don't, I'm not for sure. Look, can Hillary win? Yeah, maybe so. Can Joe Biden jump in? Yeah, possibly. Very. Have you ever seen, Joe Biden is like the kid at the back of the class where the teacher asked a question. He's going, pick me, pick me. He's waving his hand. Pick me. It's like, I've never seen anybody in my life sit there and jump up and down so much saying he wants to run for president because he, and all Obama needs to do is sit there and come up with some little thing to get Hillary Clinton in, and then and then oh she can't run, and then Joe Biden jumps in, and, and so so it's a very or hey Bernie Sanders the socialist the polls claim this is great the polls claim that if Donald Trump would run against Bernie Sanders the socialist Bernie Sanders would run away in the election. Now I'm sorry. I've seen a lot, and I believe a lot, but I have—you can show me a poll claiming that aliens are going to land from Mars, and I'll believe it before that's going to happen. It, it, but understand the topsy-turvy, un, completely unstable world we live in, and, and, and what's ha- you're, seeing, you're seeing a massive transition. You're seeing massive transitions from a debt bubble in China. You're seeing massive transitions— with the dollar, with currencies, you're seeing political, you're seeing the elite class in Washington. Look, who are the three winners in this election so far? It's been uh, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, and Bernie Sanders. That's where all the momentum is, all the outsiders. People want change. They want, they're want. they tired of the establishment, and it's pretty clear that the broom is going to have to be swept for the establishment up uh, in Washington, D.C. And, and so that's changing. There's a massive amount of uncertainties. On top of that, we've had a market near all-time highs, a market at record high uh uh, price to sales ratios record high very high cash flow p- price to cash flow ratios it's not quite as high on the pe but the price to cash flow which is very concerning and that's why you've got to be so cautious in this world today and that's why you really have to have your guard up so a couple ways we can help you there is if you need some help come to max out savings advisors and we'll show you how to we manage money using our value investing approach to take advantage of some of these and our, our risk a risk-based approach to deal with these very tough problems. And also, you can sign up for the free newsletter, the Max Out Savings newsletter. Be one of the thousands of people on the list. It That is free. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can also sign up for a free appointment with me. And I think we're coming up on a quick break, and we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture Install and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now here is America's number one syndicated columnist, 
Cal Thomas. For the first time, Donald Trump now leads Hillary Clinton for president in the latest two polls, Fox News and Rasmussen. Bernie Sanders is liked by more Democrat voters than Hillary. Democrats are worried, but so are Republicans. Some columnists and editorial writers are saying if Trump is elected, we're in danger of fascism. No, we're not. We have Congress and the Supreme Court as checks and balances. But all of the alarms being raised by the left and some on the right fail to acknowledge who is at fault for the rise of Trump and Sanders. It is the two political parties that have failed us. Sanders would give us more failure with bigger and costlier government and higher taxes. Bigger government has proven its dysfunction, though. Growing numbers of voters think Trump can fix it. We'll see if he gets the chance. Now, I'm not a Trump supporter yet, but he has time for more voters to become comfortable with him as the left continues to try to tear him down while covering for Hillary and Bill, of course. In Phoenix, Arizona, I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Jay Sekulow reacts to Trump's foreign policy speech. America first will be the major and overriding theme of my administration. The statement America first, well, we always want to put America interest first. What does that mean on the global scale? Because the fact of the matter is, if America doesn't intervene, guess what happens? Chaos. We are the world power. But we've got to be calculated. I don't disagree with Trump on that. We've got to be very specific where we're going. The Jay Sekulow Show, weeknights at 8, right after Larry Elder at 5, on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call uh, coming out of the last segment of the show, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Questions about your IRA, your 401k plan, the markets, what do we think? I'll be happy to answer the questions uh, for you. And so the... Uh, a couple things I, I wanted to uh, to really touch base on is the 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 price of oil, and we're getting a lot of questions on oil as always on this. And a couple things have changed. Oil oil's hit forty eight dollars. It backed off a little bit in here. And and if you look at the at the at the forward curve, which is simply the the curves in in uh, with the price of the. Uh, a futures market is for oil next month, the month after, the month after that, to a year from now, two years from now. It's starting to really flatten out, and what this is telling us is, is that is that we're seeing a lot of hedging out there. A lot of people, are, a lot of oil companies are looking and they're going, "Hey, look, if we can lock in fifty dollar oil for the next six months or year, we'll take that. At least that stabilizes our financial situation, and we're not going to go under." And 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 so it's it's that's something, and we can afford to drill. So you're seeing a lot of that now. Typically, that means it's going to be harder for oil to get much above that. To give an example, last year when oil was in, at forty two dollars, the forward curve was out in that same time frame was close to $50 then too. So you had this huge gap. So you could put all this oil in storage. You could you could buy the oil at $43 a barrel and then sell it out uh, six months, a year from now at, 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 uh, at $48, $50. And so you could pick up, you might be able to pick up, uh, you know, 42 you could pick up $8 a barrel. And that's a lot of money. Right now, all this massive amount of oil in storage if they put they they're not making much more oil money for selling it in the future the spread is is really under $2 going out into 2017 and 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 they, that gets pretty expensive considering carrying cost and also you've got your uh your storage cost and so we've been saying look what is the deal with the oil there's about 160 billion barrels of oil uh, out there that in excess of what the average amount of oil in storage is. And typically, you, you usually see an inventory liquidation phase in commodities, something we really just haven't seen because there's so much financial engineering going on 
in the commodities market, uh, uh, unlike anything we've ever seen in history. I, I look. I, th- I think this is telling us we got a cap on oil prices in here. I, the the commodities market is really not expecting oil much above fifty one dollars a barrel into mid two two thousand seventeen. So I, I think a lot of these stocks are probably ahead of themselves right now, and we're just going to have to wait and see. This is this is based on on the what we're talking about is the Ford commodity curve for West Texas crude. So. Uh, to give an example, back in, uh, in 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 November or of last year, which is uh, six months ago, uh, you really your spread was was probably eight eight dollars twenty percent difference over a year year thirteen fourteen months. Now that's not the case. So uh, bottom line from that, all prices aren't probably going up much. Um, the other thing I also wanted to touch base a little on is. Is IRAs? We get a lot of questions on IRAs, and and one of the things is a lot of people have a lot of different IRAs scattered around. It's really best to consolidate all of those into one location. And here's the reason why: is you really can save a lot on the fees by putting everything together into into one one large account versus having smaller accounts out there. And 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 it's one of the that's something we're, we really try to work on is is to try to minimize the fees. And we use ETFs and we use individual stocks, which are very efficient fee wise, in individual bonds because we're not paying anything on, on top of those. And uh, when we manage the assets, but also the, the the more you put into stuff, typically the the uh, the less the fees are. And even in mutual funds, it, 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 that's often the case. We don't really we do a few mutual funds, really not that. We're more value investors in the stock and bond market. But it, it, it's understand understand that if you've got different IRAs scattered around or a four hundred one k at the old at, at a couple of the old companies you work for. It's really now's the time to consolidate those into one IRA rollover, and and I believe that's the most efficient way to to, to handle things and gives you the most control, and 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 by consolidating them into a bigger amount, you can cut your fees. And this is something I, I think you want to think about. And this is and, and I tell you where this is this is really coming from is 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 with these low interest rates in the world today. As we said, look, this is the, the world we live in. Understand is very similar to the 1930s. We've had the lowest, the worst recovery uh, since the 1930s. The, the The economy went into a financial crisis in 2008, and here we are, eight years later, in not much better shape, a lot more in debt. Same thing happened in the 30s. In and interest rates were very low. The 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 difference is 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 the Federal Reserve this time has managed to kite up asset prices to artificial levels, but I think that's still where we are. In 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 the thirties, you really had low interest rates. They they really were are lower this time than they have ever been. Uh, but but in the world today, to give you some ideas for two thousand fifteen. Here's the S and P five hundred for the year was up one point three six percent. The the, the the thirty, uh, the three-month Treasury bill, point two one percent. The the ten-year, one point two eight percent. Really, not a lot of return, and, and it's very difficult when you have all these different asset classes that are interest rates are very low in the fixed income sector, and in the in the stock market, the Federal Reserve has artificially pushed up asset prices, so the expected forward return on those assets is much less. It, now that means, in our mind, that means two things. We, you've got to work on your fees to keep them down. Because before, get, let me give you an example here. Where where are we? Right here. Uh, three month Treasury bills, out to two thousand in two in year two thousand. I could park my money in 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 two year Treasury bills and get five point seven six percent a year. Not doing anything in the most liquid safe asset on the planet and make five point six seven percent. In 2000, flash forward to the to the United States today, I'm getting point point two five point somewhere in there percent. I'm getting virtually nothing, it, it, and so that makes it very tough. Which means you've got to watch your fees, and this is something a lot of people don't really understand out there, and that I, and I think not very well is really not well understood at all about the investment markets today in a world of of low interest rates put forth by the Federal Reserve in a low of artificially inflated asset prices in the world today and low expected total returns going forward, it's very important to manage your risk. You say, well, Ted, why? Because you're not getting paid. If 
Good. If, if, if I'm in the uh, – I give an example. Junk bonds used to pay 10%. You, you go back you, you go back probably 10, 15 years, junk bonds pay 10%. So what if a couple junk bonds in my mutual fund go under? Who cares? I'm making 10, 15%. So in, in some cases, you're making 15%. I could accept – I could take more risk. I'm making my 15%. Oh, no, it didn't work. I only made 8%. In the world today where you're getting zero on investments, you're getting exceptionally low returns. Any mistake is any mistake gets exponentially blown up because the prices of the stocks are much higher. If at the bottom of the cycle and the stock market's down at at seven seven eight hundred, I be, I make a few I make some investments and they go down. They eventually will come. They, you know, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I bought it at at a thousand. It goes. To eight at seven hundred, I'm down big, but eventually it goes zooming up to seventeen hundred. I can still make a ton of money if I'm buying at record high PE ratios, record high cash flow ratios, record high price to sales ratios, and I know I have the Federal Reserve deliberately manipulating asset prices to artificial levels. I know I'm going to get killed if I'm wrong. And so that's why I want to sit there and manage these assets much more. I want to have a high confidence factor, and then I want to diversify into different asset classes, understanding I've got to sit there and put that portfolio together to deal with these asset classes and these understanding, because I don't know what's going to happen in the world, and I know I have very little margin of error, and that's the key. So I want to be in very solid investments, very safe investments, and I want to manage it. And I know I'm going to be wrong on some things, but overall, I don't want the whole portfolio to be wrong. And that's the, in the world we live in. It's not like I can throw darts and sit in the money fund and make five and a half percent. And that's what that's what's got so many of these really big, really wealthy, really successful investors spooked because they know that. The average person, they're listening to, to CNBC and Wall Street, and they're telling them to pile into the S&P 500 ETF. It always goes up forever. They don't know any better. The really smart, the really wealthy people do, and they're spooked. And that's why you've got to have your guard up in this type of market. So if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Now, let's, for instance, let's assume Donald Trump becomes president for the sake of of of, of argument today. Where would the markets go? A couple things. This could be a big positive for the United States. Look, he's going to get tough on on uh on China and Mexico. Probably tougher on Mexico. If I had to guess, he's going to get tougher in Mexico cuz I know I can go I know I can sit there and kind of push around Mexico a little bit. They really Mexico's really benefiting from us in in numerous ways, but Mexico's not sitting over there with nuclear weapons and Mexico's not sitting there with $30 trillion worth of bad debt, and, and, and Mexico's not backed into a corner. Mexico's doing pretty good. So that's the person you want to sort of make the, make the uh, stand against, and I suspect that's the case. Trump is going to be surrounding himself by a bunch of really smart people. Look, you don't build 50, 60, 80-story buildings in Manhattan, in London, and uh, I don't know if he's done it in London, but in other places, Hong Kong, around the world, and not deal with some really smart people and not bring in really good people, particularly if you're going to go build in another city. you got to bring in the best people, the smartest people in the city to help you out. And I suspect that same thing is going to go to Donald Trump. What's Donald Trump knows? He knows how to build buildings, which means he gets construction. He gets fiscal spending. It was reasonably successful in the 1930s. Expect Fiscal infrastructure spending to be spent in the United States. It's something that everyone can sort of agree on. The Republicans have a problem with the deficit, but I think there's ways they can work around that through issuing infrastructure bonds, cities, various things like that to try to get some of this stuff going. So look for construction, the infrastructure spending to pick up. I think, look, Donald Trump, some people say he's conservative, some people say he isn't. One thing we know about Donald Trump, he's a businessman. What do businessmen hate more than anything in the world? Ryan, do you know? Regulation. That's right, regulation. And, and so they, you know, so you can pretty much expect Donald Trump is going to roll back regulation, in this, which has gotten completely out of control in this country. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. And now taxes, I suspect the taxes aren't going to come down as much on the high end as people think. 
if I had to guess. I think the tax cuts are going to be in the middle class. The middle class are the people that are delivering Donald Trump the presidency. The middle class are the people that are really in trouble in this country. And the middle class are something everybody can jump on board. So he comes out with this group of proposals. Look, regulation, he's going to have to battle the, the Democrats on. That's going to be a battle, but he's really going to believe in it. Taxes, I think everyone's going to jump on board. There'll be a battle at the top end. Uh, infrastructure spending, there'll be a battle on the on the on the uh, on that as well. But Republicans and Democrats really want to sit there and start getting the country going. And uh, the art of the deal is going to be how do you structure it so it doesn't blow up the deficit? I think he could do it. Uh, through, so so there's a, a lot of really good things potentially happening in here. A couple of the danger thing. I think this thing with China and Trump and trade is a big deal. This is something we're going to have to watch. This is why we're watching so closely for our, our we, we have holding for our clients in the long longer treasury uh, ETF sector and treasury bonds. We're very, we're, I'm watching that real closely. That's where the potential flashpoint is. So a couple things we want to watch. We want to watch China going forward. We want to watch the elections going forward. We want to watch oil prices and commodities. I think the central banks are trying to push up commodities right here to try to stabilize the world economy. They tried pushing down the euro and the yen over the last two years. It hasn't worked out so well. So we're seeing some changes. So you've got to have your guard up. Uh, in this market. So if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Actually, you just got a couple of minutes. You better be quick. But if you need some help, uh, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for our free newsletter. Our most recent, we were talking about how the Chinese are buying 20% more oil than they were last year. What's going on? China's economy isn't picking up steam. We think they're trying to push up oil prices. Not many people were talking about that, but it's starting to be a big story. We gave it to you first a uh, couple, two or three weeks ago. Uh, we're going to also be talking about savings and investment. It's a free newsletter. We write this to help you out to save money, to build up wealth, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. If you need some help with your 401k plan, you're thinking of doing an IRA rollover your 401k pay, let us know at Max Out Savings Advisors. We'd like to help you out. I'll sit down with you personally and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets in our risk-based approach to protect you in these tough times. Go to the well, uh, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And thanks a lot for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. We'll see you next week right here on 1070. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. On AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.